Hey, everybody. Just before we get started, we have a little announcement. Yeah, we're not going to have an episode this Thursday, which is, what, the 18th of August? Um, We've just got a lot going on, and the second part of New Moon will be out next Tuesday, which I don't know the date, but... And we'll uh, resume our double episodes if we don't finish New Moon by then. And it's definitely not because we're just a little sleepy. It's definitely not. That. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Yep. Okay. Or because I'm not, I'm not tired of reading New Moon. That's no, no, not no, 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 no. Okay. See you oh. next week. <laughs> Howdy, folks. Welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. Um, Before we start our episode 13, which is the brand new New Moon um, from the Twilight Saga, I just want to point out that if you haven't already um, gone down to our bio and learned about the missing and endangered Native women, Native women and girls, I highly recommend it to just... um, expand your knowledge on that type of aspect. I want to say the statistic again at the beginning of our book here that as of 2016, the National Crime Information Center has reported 5,712 cases of missing American Indian and Alaskan Native women and girls. However, the U.S. Department of Justice Missing Persons Database has only reported 116 of these cases. The majority of the murders are committed by non-Native people on non or yeah, by non-native people on native loan, no, native on native land, native owned land. Yes, thank you. Uh, join the movement. We have two websites that you can check out called Native Hope and the actual Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls website. And if the links do not work, um, they w- do Justin. work on Spotify. Okay. We, I'm, I make sure they work on Spotify. I don't know about Apple Podcasts. And I don't know about YouTube. Mm-hmm. So check us out on Spotify for those links if they do not work Yes, where you're listening. And also we'll be talking this, um, if you're not familiar with the books uh, or movies of Twilight, New Moon starts the heavily, um, heavily influenced Native American culture, I would very, very tentatively say. Very loosely say. Yeah, very loosely based off the Quileute tribe up in uh, LaPush, Washington. So we have a website uh, called the Burke Museum that you should check out uh, that kind of describes all the differences between the actual Quileute tribe and what we're going to see here in the books. You haven't told me no much point. about the um, museum. Could you tell me more about it? Um, yeah, but you made fun of the way I see museum that one time, and now I'm really self-conscious <laughs> about when I say it. You say museum. Museum. Um, but it's called The Truth versus Twilight, and it's an actual museum that worked with the actual Quileute tribe to go through the misrepresentations in Twilight. Is this in is, is in Forks? It's in La Push, so it's close to Forks. Okay. The major city close to there? I would hesitate to call it a major a city, small but yeah. A major city? <laughs> yeah. So it goes through some of, like, the misconceptions, like the facts versus the fiction, the race and class that happens, and the cultural theft, as well as a couple of other things. Um, it has a couple of 
cute little articles about the actual Quileute Nation. I wouldn't call um, them cute, but... Did I call them cute? Yeah, you called them cute. Well, actual articles about the Quileute Nation, as well as... Um, Real facts, actually. Yeah, and how they were kind of, you know, harmed greatly by the white people taking over. So Wait, the first time or Twilight? The first time around. <laughs> um, but that's what I'll say about that. Just check them out. Um, because we're going to really be talking about it a lot this yeah. round. And I got a lot to say about it. So, And as always, we do have um, our trigger warnings in the bio. Yep. Um, so check those out. We usually have or we try to have resources for every trigger we have in the bio. Yeah. Um, most definitely, if we talk about suicide, which we just did, we will have the suicide hotline and uh, crisis text line. In the bio. Yeah. Take care of yourself. And let's hop into it. Yeah. So my name's Blue and I love to read. Uh, my name's Justin and I forgot my phone. Oh, crap. D- dude, we literally just did that whole thing. Yeah. What do you... Oh, you uh, do you I'll, want me to pause? Uh, no, I'll be right back. I, I got someone to fill in. Okay, a filler. All right. Well... All right, here he comes, folks. Yeah, so um, actually, Taylor Lautner is going to... Oh, my God. Taylor Lautner? Yeah. Like Taylor Lautner from Jacob Black from the movie Twilight uh, and New Moon? Yes, it's me. Uh, Jacob Black. No. Yeah, well, Taylor Lautner is your real name, right, Taylor? Uh, Yes, but, you know, I haven't had many big roles since then. Yeah, but I think we're kind of past the point where you can pretend you're a Native American person. Blue's your name? Yeah, like the color. Can you just be cool about this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's 2022. Can you just be cool about this? I know back in 2009, Taylor, you could pull off the Native American thing, but your hair's short and you're short. Good try, buddy. Didn't really have to go there. All right. Okay. All right. Never mind. You're really super tall, but you are still not of a Native American descent. I mean, well, last big movie I was in, they made me mentally handicapped as a joke. Yeah, yeah. A ridiculous six. Have you seen it? No, obviously. Probably not. I only know you from Twilight and Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That was a fun movie. Yeah. Dream, 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 dream. dream. You know, Taylor, I'm having a lot of fun with you today, but I actually would really want my husband back so we can start the podcast. You know what? Fine. You hurt my feelings anyway. Well, they're not that big. Fuck you. So. All right, well, so now we know why Taylor hasn't gotten any work in a long time. It kind of seems like his feelings are just as sensitive as his tiny little baby brain. Justin? Yeah. Hey. What'd you do to Taylor? Did you get your phone? Yeah, I got my phone. He was crying. What was going on? Yeah, well, he was kind of being a little big baby. I set set up three mics for this podcast. You should have heard all the shit he was saying. What'd he say? He was just being really, like... Just really mean. About what? He he's hasn't had, like, very... I mean, he's on our podcast. Yeah, we like, do only have, like, ten listeners right now. Not, which, thank not you. to brag or anything. Thank you for those ten listeners. Yeah. If you're listening at home. As opposed to you. where? In our house right if now. If you're listening to our ho- in our house right now... <laughs> please get out of our house. Please get out of our house. <laughs> <laughs> we have the security system on. I don't know why it didn't go we off. We are not simply safe... <laughs> We are not simply safe. What's the word? Sponsored, but we do love them. Yeah. Hey, simply safe. 
Our email. Bro, reach out to our us. Our email's in the description. Um, But yeah, he was just kind of being a little piss baby, so I decided to kick him off. Why do you call everybody a little piss baby? That's just like a bit of an inconvenience to do. He's always an inconvenience. If you're shorter than me, you're an inconvenience to me. He's only like, what? 5'8", and I'm 5'8 and a half, so. Zach Efron, too. Okay, for the people at home, one, we've been drinking. No. Two, Blue has, like, weird measurements for everybody. Mm -mm. For a lot of mostly male Hollywood stars. Because I'm taller than Hugh Jackson. Huge Jackman? Yeah. I think he's 5'9". Uh, John Cena? Oh, I don't know. My guess is 5'11". Yeah? Yeah. Um, Prince 5'2". Or 5'1", I mean. He was teeny tiny and also not a great person, but I don't want to get into that. Zac Efron? 5'8". Short. Um, Angelina Jolie. God, she's gorgeous. I don't care. Um. <laughs> I'll take her at any height, please. <laughs> but are you ready to start? Ready yeah, to get- I think I'm going to bring some standing energy to this podcast. That scares me. Um, so we're starting New Moon by our good friend Steph Meyer. She's not up, BFFs Steph? with us, and we probably wouldn't want to be in real life. I mean, um, unless she would buy us like a really cool Volvo or something. Yeah, like a really hot Volvo. Yeah, like a really sexy, like kind of the one like Edward drives. Like a really just dope Volvo. <laughs> but this book was released in 2006, which is only a one year difference from when the, the first book was came out which is not a lot of time. And then the movie, if you haven't seen it, it's not my favorite one, but it's pretty good. What's the time period between the two books? Literally one. one oh, like in the book? Yeah, in the book. So we'll like, talk about that. Okay. Um, but then the movie was released in 2009. So again, the both the movies and the book have one year in between, which is, again, not a lot of time. Yeah, that's really not a lot of time for a movie, no, especially. I would very much so like to request that artists take their time on things because then we get really crappy second novels like this. Like a book you could start writing while it's going through the editing process. Like you could just continue yeah. writing and then the editing process and the publishing process and all that's going on. Yeah. But for a movie, like the process of all that is going up to the release date. Yeah. Like you're working up you're working on the movie up until the release date. Yeah. And the movies don't have a huge budget, which is very very clear. Yeah. When you watch them. I mean like <laughs> Spider Monkey. They had to get a Airbnb. <laughs> um and I'd like to start off this book with the absolute fucking iconic line. Hey, hey Bella, where up, have you Loka? been, Loka? Where the hell have you been, what's Loka? Up, Loka? What's up, Loka? Um, and only we'll, if Ta- Taylor was here to do. If only he wasn't such a little whiny, whiny, <laughs> poopy face. Why are you so mean to Taylor? I don't know. He's okay. Well, I mean, we got Robert Patterson, he- and he said he said he would reach out for him. Robert Patterson didn't say he was Native American for years. I'm yeah. not going to give Taylor that he was. Uh, let's actually check his age on that. How old? Old is Taylor Lautner. Well, it was only like four years after Shark He's Boy. He's 30. Oh. Which means he was... 2008. Let's do some math. If you hit the BMO key on my computer, it brings up a calculator. I'm just going to do 30 minus... <laughs> she is slowly <laughs> typing this into Google Chrome um, right now. How many years? 12, 13? <laughs> All right. He was a kid. He was 17. He was 17 to 20. I'll give him... During this movie or the first movie? 
you're making me do more math. Um, I'm not gonna. What you do the math for? This movie or the last movie? You're stressing me out. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start with a Romeo and Juliet quote, and I don't like Romeo and Juliet. These violent delights have violent ends, and in their tri- triumph die, like fire and powder, which as they kiss consume. So are you horny and ready to start? So another behind the scenes for the listener. This is the second time we try to record this podcast. I read that pretty much better this time around. Yes, for sure. But I am still not ready for it. Like we only got like a quarter of the way through the podcast, so it wasn't too far. Um, excuse me, sir. Put the scene back up and stop. We're starting chapter one. (laughs) We're actually starting the preface first. She's fighting through a, cl- a the crowd. The preface. A cloud. We're doing a- the preface. <laughs> You're messing up my tone. Are you done? So this is going to be a pretty chaotic episode. So she's fighting through a crowd as a clock hits noon. And she remembers that Alice said there's a good chance they'll both die there. But she doesn't care. Chapter one. Wait, is that the scene where the... Um... Are you about to spoil the end of the motherfucking book and movie? Well, the book did it first. The book said a preface. (laughs) I hate it. Chapter one. She's pretty sure she's dreaming because her dead grandma is there, which is a very good indication. And she looks the same. And Yeah, when my my dead family members are just talking to me and chilling out and hanging out with me, I'm pretty sure it's a dream. Hopefully not a hallucination. (laughs) Or ghosts. I refuse to believe in them because they're too scary. (laughs) Um, Edward joins them. Bella becomes worried because her grandma doesn't know that Edward's a vampire. And the dream is that her grandma's not there, but it's just Bella old and withered and nasty. But Edward is pretty and young. And it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Bella. Edward's so hot. Say happy birthday. Happy birthday. So she wakes up in a terrible mood, as we all do on our birthdays. Uh, Every year. I'm Mm -hmm. just like, oh, God. Can't believe it. It's November 7th again. Please send me birthday presents we'll set up a p.o box just for birthday (laughs) presents we won't um she tries to avoid charlie um but she didn't get the chance and she has to act like she likes the gifts he got her which is just so freaking mean that pisses me off so much i mean like i love charlie so much you don't have to act like you like the birthday presents you should just be like oh this is cool yeah like so mean you can just be like oh this is a cool thing thank you for you know spending your hard-earned money on it Thank you, Father, I don't have a relationship with. I super appreciate it. Yeah, I, fr- I appreciate you being in my life at all. Yeah. It's like, because my- of the divorce, you did not have to be. Because my mom stole me from you. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. Um, At school, Alice and Edward are there, and they're super hot Volvo. She's immediately in a bad mood because she told them she didn't want anything, but Alice didn't care and says, happy birthday. When do you want us to give you your presents? Alice is, of course, really cheery. She asks how she liked the scrapbook her mother gave her and how Charlie liked and how she liked the camera Charlie gave her. Did she one? Did she read the future to know that? Yes. Okay. Two. Let's talk about giving you presents. Don't give me presents. Because every I don't like surprises on our anniversary, which is also your birthday. Yeah, that's why we did that. So I wouldn't get as many presents uh christmas any other thing where you should get presents blue hates it i don't like surprises for blue's friends at work when she got the job i tried to get her a present and she was like 
no. Mm-mm. No. And... I was furious. You kept trying to make me go upstairs. Yeah. I mean, even when I um, proposed to you, mm. you were just kind of like, ugh. Like, I was like, can we be in done? The moment, in the moment, you were, you were like, yay. Like, this is happening. Like, in, as you would act for a normal proposal. But then after you were like, we're going to get presents. Yeah, I didn't want presents. I don't like them. So I guess and I'm kind of a Bella. Do not take her picture. When she gets president. I don't like my picture. When I get president. When she gets president. When I get president, guys, please don't take my picture. I'll be so embarrassed. (laughs) I'm not like other girls. I get president for my birthday. I'm not like other girls. I'm the president. (laughs) Okay, we have to keep going. Um, She holds hands with Edwards and describes them, his hand as smooth, hard, and very cold, which is so good and yummy. How I love hands. Yeah. Alice is, of course, very cheery. She says, everyone's supposed to be nice to Bella today. But Bella's throwing a, a little crap fit because she's getting older. And she's like, I'm older than Edward now. And Alice is like, I guess. like You're literally not, though. You but. literally can't be. Like, in like technical age years, you lived alive. Yeah. But, like, Edward's been alive for 105 years at this point. Like, he's that's, gross. That's the thing with, like, the living dead type stuff. It's like, if you're conscious and going throughout your day... You're alive. But he does kind of talk about how, like, they're stuck at that mental age, which is like, yeah, we can fucking tell based on how terrible Edward is. And so. how you act, yes. Um, Alice informs Bella that she will be at the Collins house later for a party. And Edward and Alice are, like, talking about it. Wait, sorry, informs her? Yes. <laughs> Just because like, hey, I've seen into the future. You're gonna fucking be Not here. even I've seen into the future. You'll be coming to the house because... Oh, just, like, general forcefulness. Yeah, because Bella's like, well, I, I work later. And Alice is like, don't worry, I've already spoken to your manager. You're good. Like, you're gonna, they're gonna switch shifts and Edward will pick you up after school. She's like, but I have to watch Romeo and Juliet. And Alice is like, this can be easy or hard. Like, she loses her cheeriness. She's like, oh my you're God. coming to our house no matter what. And Edward's like, calm down. This This can be the easy way. Or you can have no fucking kneecaps. Yeah, literally. Or I will kill you because. Which one would you like? So they're, the decision is that they're going to watch Romeo and Juliet after school and then go to the house. But she's in class now thinking about how much money the Cullens have and how compared to her mom's teacher salary and Charlie's cop job that Bellish three and Bellish three shifts at the like sporting goods store a week. Like they have so much money. Let's talk about how billionaires are corrupt by no, nature. That's not this type of podcast. <laughs> we all know that. Um. But they have so much money because Alice can predict the stock market. And Edward was like, hey, do you want me to buy you a car? No, he didn't offer a sexy Volvo, which is probably why she actually said no. Yeah, if you're not going to get a Volvo, what's the point? Yeah. So she was uncomfortable with that, of course. Um, And at lunch, she sits with some normal kids and the Cullens. But story-wise, Rosalie, Jasper, and Emmett have graduated. So she sits with, like, Mike and Jessica and all those people who are normal. But she only really talks to the Cullens. Is Mike the one that hit her with the car? No, that's Tyler. Tyler? Yeah. Okay. And um, which one of them is paid by Anna Kendrick? Because that's the only thing I remember about those movies is <laughs> Andrew was also in it. Yeah, Jessica. Um, Edward takes her home. They get all flirty and gross and he kisses her. But they have, like... He has new rules to avoid killing her. 
Um, they watch Romeo and Juliet, and Edward gets all preachy and crap about how Romeo destroys his own happiness. Quick um, thing about uh, new rules not to kill your partner. Shouldn't need them. No. Should not need new rules to not kill your partner. Nope. No, you don't. Um, and then trigger warning because there's casual talk of suicide. He talks, Edward talks about how humans have it so easy to commit suicide. And last year when she was getting all like beat the crap up by James, he was thinking of how he could kill himself. And he knew like he couldn't do it a bunch of ways already, like a bunch of the normal ways people do it, I guess, <laughs> because Carlisle had done it. Yeah. And that he would have to go to the Volturi, who are this massive vampire family in Italy that Carlisle used to live with it. Um, and they would have to he would they would kill him or do whatever vampires do when they die. What about Volcano? I know, he felt very strongly that Volcano would work. Because like crushing for one and a lot of fire like what's I, i'm gonna look up what the average temperature of lava is all right i'm gonna keep talking um bella gets really mad at edward for thinking that in the first place but then charlie comes over and bella's chill to go over to the columns because a sports game's playing that night baby and sports game charlie can't think about his daughter when there is a sports game Speaking of uh, sports games, let's talk about 40% of all police officers that love sports. Love Google sports. 40% of all police. Um, but she's all whiny about going over and then Edward becomes serious. And um, he's like, can you please just cut us a little slack? We haven't had a real birthday since Emmett in 1935. And it's like, you couldn't have told us this in advance. You couldn't yeah. have communicated that to your partner in advance. Okay, but, so I have lava stats. Okay. Lava is the lowest 1250 degrees you couldn't even burn a body with that well what cremation temperature over 2000 for nine hours why do you know that also it's 14 to 1800 i was close um wait 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 wait. let's go back (laughs) why weren't you so why were you so confident about the answer emmett and rosalie are back from africa because emmett wants to be there for her birthday edward decides that um to ask her what she wants for her birthday and she wants to be a vampire but he goes all grouchy and growls but blue you've been watching too many crime shows to be that confident about the cremation temperature and time you're like really focused on this and i'm trying to just talk through the first chapter right now you're not trying to kill me right at the house, Alice went boo, out. Boo, 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 like, boo, boo, she went all out. You didn't say no to you trying to kill me? Can you just let me finish chapter one? Can you just say you're not trying to kill me? Can we discuss this after the podcast? No, I would like some evidence of this. As if I'd get anything for killing you. I don't even have an insurance policy on you. Um, uh, Alice goes all out at the house. There's lanterns hanging around, big bowls with pink roses, basically everything. She says she like has her camera from her ma and she takes a picture of him and he's like, if I take a picture and develop this, like you'll show up, right? And he just like like laughs at her like she just said the dumbest <laughs> thing in the whole world. Um, the house is decked out. Carlisle apologizes and said they couldn't rein Alice in. Um, and sweet little Emmett says hi and makes her laugh, but he has to step out real quick. Also, let's talk about trying to rein in mentally ill people yeah i don't like that that is a not great thing (laughs) no she's just trying to do what she thinks is best i don't i don't agree with her but still you can explain to them you can have a conversation don't try to rein them in it might have been a figure of speech 
not a good one. No. She opens her first present. It's a stereo for a truck, which Emmett is currently installing. Are you ready, Justin? It's about to go crazy. Because she's opening the nest present, but she gets a paper cut. She knows what? what's about. Edward knows what's about to happen, so he just fucking shoves her out of the way into a ton of glass, and she lands on it, shattering it. What's Jasper, what, more blood, more blood slams into Edward, and it sounds like boulders crashing and a rock slide. Again, let's talk about the sound that no segs makes. And then they take him outside. Bella's of course in pain because Edward threw her into glass, and she yeah, that like, makes sense. A cut along her wrist to the inside of her elbow. Jesus, that's gushing blood. How did she not die of that, at least? I don't Jesus. know. Chapter two, Carlisle, of course, stays calm. Everybody has to go outside, and Bella has to be like, Edward, go outside. Because he's like, I can stay. She's like, why are you torturing yourself? Leave. Carlisle starts cleaning the wound. There's a lot of blood in it, so he's, like, pulling, uh, I mean, glass in it. So she's he's pulling glass out. That's she, not a fun, like. No. And she's getting, getting nauseous. in your foot, like, in your foot hurts. I can't imagine in your, like wrist forearm well luckily he had like some sort of local anesthetic because he oh yeah he's a doctor but why would you no doctors don't have just have drugs he's carlisle um bella wonders how like carlisle can do all this and like why he would even enjoy it and he's like well i like it because my abilities often help me diagnose somebody who wouldn't have been saved in the first place which is a pretty good reason like wait what um where's carlisle from again He's from London. London? In the 1640s. I thought he was from France. Nope, he swam to France. Oh, that kind of ruins the intro I had planned for next week. We're not having any more special guests. <laughs> um, they're just talking, and he ends up telling her a story about how, you know, he she already knows this, but his father was an aggressive clergyman, and at the time Carlisle was changing, he already be- began to question the way his father was, like, taught to believe in faith. Which is a good thing. Yeah, well, it gets questions. a little bit more not that's because um, while he didn't believe in his father's manner of faith, he has never once in his 362 years doubted that God, heaven, and hell exist. And he still hopes that there's um, some sort of point for his life and that God, a God will give him some sort of credit for try- trying. And Bella's like in her head, she's like, well, yeah, you did a lot of trying. She's like, I don't know if I believe in a God, but you did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't be impressed with Carlisle? My thing with, like, general uh, theism mm-hmm. is that, like, especially Christianity, if you're a Christian that, like, follows the Bible, that's awesome. That's chill. Jesus' teachings, pretty chill dude. Uh, I mean, he wore linen pants. John Lennon. John Lennon pants. <laughs> he had his, like, face on him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, the extremes with, like, putting yourself down and, like. Yeah. Like, like Edward, we're going to about to talk about it. Edward himself has so many negatives. Yes. It's just, like. That should be discouraged, but it's mm-hmm. often not, I feel like. No. Like, especially in the experience of me and my friends, it has not been discouraged to be negative towards yourself in mm-hmm. the church. At least Christianity. I don't know yeah. about other religions other as religions. much. Yeah. Judaism, I know a good amount and seems a lot more chill. Yeah. For I, being the knows. Old Testament. <laughs> True. Um, 
But other people in his family don't agree with Carlisle. Apparently, Edward believes that they have lost their souls, and that's why he's being so difficult when it comes to changing Bella. Because if you believed the way that Edward thought and you would lose your soul, would you want to take away the person's soul that you love the most in the whole world? So I don't know if this was in the, like, our first attempt of this, but the um, thing where Edward doesn't want to turn Bella because of the experience he's had, was that last episode? What are you talking about? I talked about how... It makes sense Edward wouldn't want, wouldn't want to turn Bella because of the hundred years of loneliness that he has had up until this point. I don't remember if we talked about that yet. Keep going. I, I think we talked about that last episode as like during the prom scene and stuff. I read. I have to read. I can't re- yeah. retain everything we've said <laughs> in this podcast. Me being wrong in that just being like, oh, you won't have a soul. You cannot turn into a vampire. Yeah. It's just a little bit more selfish. Yeah, it feels, it feels, yeah. Because then Carlisle tells the story of how he chose to make Edward, which is, I think, very sweet. Like, basically, it was Car- Edward's mother who made up his mind. Her name was Elizabeth Mason. And Edward fa- Edward's father never once gained consciousness in the hospital when he was brought in with the, the influenza. But Elizabeth, who Edward actually looks a lot like, apparently he had green eyes as a human, Took care of her son to the very end. Like, she was so ill. He'd, like, have to guide her back to her bed. But he was, like... C- but Because she was watching her son. Yeah. Um, Carlisle had grown attached to them. And she was very much dying, obviously. So she, like, commanded Carlisle to save her son to the point where he was like, Oh, crap. Does she know I'm a vampire? Yeah. Um, you have the power to make my son infinite? Do it. Yeah. And so he saw with Edward the face of the son he wished he could have. And he decided to change him, and he's never been sorry about this. Um, and at this point, that's when Edward comes in, and she knows something is wrong. Like, he's hiding something. This night was the exact thing he wanted to avoid. Alice gets her clothes, but it's bad. She's like, Jasper's unhappy. And Bella's like, please make sure that Jasper knows I don't blame him. This is not his fault. I mean, Which it like... kind of is. Going back to this being an addiction... Yeah. Um, you're spilling heroin on the floor. I've never known a heroin addict who would just lick it off the floor if somebody spread it out in the middle of a party. I a know. A family gathering. Yeah, but like... And I've known my fair share of addicts. <laughs> like... Yeah, but like... That's what you, That's what's happening. You can't blame them for... No. Going crazy. It's an addict. Yeah, I get yeah. it, though. Um, Edward's like silent and mad, Um, which I hate silent and mad. Which is cool. Don't communicate. It's yeah. It's fine. Don't communicate. Hold it in. Explode. That's exactly what we should do because he wants her to say he forgives her. He wants her. Edward wants Bella to say that Bella forgives him. Why? Why would that be the case? I don't know, but they're all mad because... And then he's like, if you were dating Mike, this wouldn't happen. She's like, whoa, where the fuck did Mike come into this? And he's yeah. like, well, because like we're vampires and we want to kill you. And she's like, I would rather die than be with anybody but you. And they've been together for like six months. Oh, my God. That's Again, so she's like gross. 18. She just turned 18. When we... So we've been together since your freshman year, my sophomore year. Yes. Six months in... Would I don't been, even think I called you by your name. Would have been summer mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. We were like 
barely like talking too much during like we talked a good amount during the summer but we mostly like did our own thing yeah um hung out a good amount but like mostly did our own thing yeah i could not imagine becoming immortal for you at that point Mm -mm. even by the time we were in our senior year my senior year your freshman in college year which we had been together by four uh four years at that point, I still wouldn't have wanted to become immortal for you. Yeah, it's like, I mean, we had to have a serious talk when I went off to college. Yeah. To be like, is this something that we want to consider pursuing with this long distance? And here's Edward throwing a bitch fit. Because his six-month girlfriend wants to become immortal with him. Fuck, I hate this so much. Um, He's being, like, super whiny and she decides, like, she's, like, really uncomfortable. She doesn't know how to handle this. So she's like, let's celebrate my birthday now. And he's being grumpy and doesn't want to stay and watch her sleep, which she wants him to now. Gross. I hate that. I hate that. Why? I don't know. It's not. Have... It's so yeah. gross. Yeah. It's so gross. We will spend the whole episode talking about it if we do. Yeah. Um. His, when they're up there, um, she opens her the presents from Carlisle and Esme and it's tickets for Jacksonville for the both of them. Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, that's where her mom lives. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was so like, <laughs> they got tickets they for going that? To, Oh, it's for the Gator fight. Yeah, for the Gator Please fight. Please go vote. I'm, I put it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's till Thursday. You didn't put it up right. I didn't put it up right? No, I put it up right. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's until Thursday. Vote for uh, Gator versus Gator Edward. versus Edward. Um, but she's like excited for this present and he says something super rude and he goes, if I had known you could react properly to opening a present, I would have made you open them in front of everybody. So fucking mean. To be fair with you, how you open presents. I'm good at it. (laughs) You're not good at it. I'm sorry, babe. You. Justin's about to get his ass beat. Watch your mouth. You are not good at opening presents in front of people, which is fine. Then stop making me do it. (laughs) It's, it's, it's what everybody expects of you and that might not be fair but also people want to see you happy bruno brought the toy he said shut up papa Throw the toy. <laughs> and our cat brought a toy all the way down the stairs and dropped it right <laughs> at justin's feet <laughs> shut up dad you're digging your hole <laughs> he said dad you're digging yourself in the doghouse <laughs> throw the toy stupid <laughs> okay i'm just gonna keep going all right um, his present to her was a CD full of all the music he made for her. He's worried about her arm. She requests a kiss for her birthday, and they get really into Gross. it. But he pushes her away, which is fine. Because yeah. consent-wise, if he's not wanting to, like, kiss and make out and go further... Knows a one-word sentence. Yeah. Um, but then she says, what do you want more? My body or my blood? And he goes, it's a tie. And I said, <laughs> I was about to do the same thing. Um, She realizes that as she goes to bed, the kiss reminded her of the last kiss Edward gave her before saying goodbye last spring. When did he say goodbye last spring? When they were separating for the James stuff. Oh. Okay. Okay. We've got chapters to go through. So let's get going. (laughs) Chapter three. Edward is very off the next day. He's emotional, hiding something. But Alice isn't at school. So she's weird. He I like Bella's weirded out by that. But apparently Alice went away with Jasper for a while. At the end of the day, she's really frustrated with the silence between the two of them. Although she doesn't know she doesn't want to be the one who breaks it. She knows she might have to. Imagine being weirded out by 
hanging out with your partner alone. Yeah, nothing's fun, more fun than that. Yeah. And then um, she works that night, but she has like a really panic that something's really wrong with him. Like something is wrong. When she gets home, Edward is there with Charlie just chilling, watching a sports game. But Edward doesn't even look at her. That would not be good for me. Yeah, that's not cool. I would flip out. She's panicking, having a crazy inner monologue, but then decides the reason he's being so off is because the Cullens and her are going to go away soon. She's upset about leaving Charlie and her friends, but decides that to start taking all kinds of pictures. Wait, Charlie's being weird or Edward's being weird? I'm Edward's being weird. Oh, Edward. Okay. Yeah. Why is he being weird about it? He's just being a little bitch. So now she's like thinking that Edward's worried and going to be pissed when like Edward asked Bella to leave. And that's why he's being so distant. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they take pictures and Edward is not staying the night. He is silent still through the next day at school. Um, she gets her pictures back by the end of the day and is shocked that the photos of Edward did develop. Which is like so funny because like. She's still a kid. Again, why wouldn't you trust this supernatural being on what the rules are? Because she's still a child. She's 17. Oh, she just turned 18. Yeah. So it, everything's legal now. Everything's fine because she's 18 now. Everybody, Gross. shut the fuck up. It's fine now. Um, She's putting her photos in the scrapbook and writing little notes. And she's just not feeling right. And then Edward comes over. And this, she like knows something's wrong. Because after school, he has to take her on a walk behind Charlie's house. And she goes with him knowing something is very wrong. And he says, we're leaving. And she does realize that that does not include her. Ruh-roh. So he starts being mean. It's kind of like an old yeller, if you've ever seen it, when the kid's yelling like at the dog. He's like, get out of here. Go. Or is that Call of the Wild? It's one of those dog books. I read a lot of those dog books as a kid. Oh, my God. Those were the worst books. Just emotionally. Oh, okay. I thought you were being mean to me. I was like, homie, you were already mean to me about presents. I cannot handle you being mean to me about my Jack London books. Yeah, yeah. No, those... Like, what what movie did you show me, like, ten minutes into? Oliver and Company. Yeah, I didn't watch that as a kid, and Blue tried to show me, it's like, really a couple months ago. And I was like, no, I can't handle this. No. Um, But she can tell that them leaving does not include her. And he's mean. He's saying, my world's not for you. She knows it. She's like, I know it's about my soul. My soul's already yours. And he looks at her like with total meanness in his eyes. And he's like, I do not want you to come. I'm tired of pretending to be something I'm not. And I've let this go on too long. Too long. She becomes numb. And he says, one more favor before I leave. Please don't do anything reckless or stupid for Charlie. Make sure you take care of Charlie. He promises this will be the last time she'll ever see him. And for humans, don't worry about it. Her memories are going to go away soon. Alice is already gone. Everyone's gone. He's gone. Can vampires get Alzheimer's? No, they don't get age. They're telomere. No. Okay. Like, do they get general diseases either? No. Like, they don't get the flu or anything Well, like considering Edward was dying of the flu when he was changed, I'd say <laughs> probably not. Uh, and that would vampirism really suck. fix it. Bro, it'd suck if he just had like that old version of the flu with him because that would kill us all now. So he was just going town to town starting flu yeah. epidemics. I mean, like, that's the reason you can't 
bury people in the Arctic and no, yeah, Antarctic circles is because like the permafrost will just save. No, Justin, it's okay. The permafrost is going away. Oof. So Anna Hayes, you know, she's numb. I've never been broken up with before, but I would say it's pretty bad. Yeah. What? I mean, it's not great. No, okay. So not a great feeling. She's in a haze. She's walking and walking in the woods, trying to follow him, you know, but obviously Edward's really fast. <laughs> so He's almost as fast as a Volvo. Please almost. see your dealership. <laughs> <laughs> um, She falls and she just like stays down. And, you know, it becomes night. It's starting to rain. She can hear people calling, but she's just so numb. She can't even answer. Like she can't form good thoughts. It's raining. She can hear the calling again. And then she hears like another sound, like a large animal smelling something. She's like, oh, crap, that might be a bear. And then she like doesn't do anything about it because she's like having a mental breakdown. Yeah. But is it a bear? We'll see. We actually don't um, figure that out until chapter 14, just so you know. Deep into the book. Yeah. So then she sees the light. A strange and familiar voice talks to her and and goes, my name is Sam Yuli. Charlie sent me to look. And she's, like, not getting any of this. She's like, my brain is working so slow. I'm not comprehending any of this. And Sam Yuli? Yeah, Yuli. He's, Quilly- no, he's part of the Quilly. No, he's part of the Um, He picks her up and walks her to the search party. And he's like, she doesn't look hurt. But she just keeps saying he's gone. And in her brain, she goes, was I saying that out loud? <laughs> it's um, like when you're dreaming and you wake up and you're just like. <laughs> yeah. Charlie takes her from Sam and Charlie and Sam's kind of like, oh, you need me to carry your old man? <laughs> you good, bro? And but he's just like a good dad. He puts her down on the couch. He's worried sick. Um, a different doctor that's not a Cullen comes over and they're just she sees all these people. There's some native men from the tribe. She sees everybody. And Charlie and the doctor talk. And the doctor says that Carlisle and the family left. He got an offer in L.A. and they just had to go. And she's still on the couch and people are leaving. She can hear the phone ringing nonstop as Charlie tells people she's been found. Um, and then there's like a fire near the reservation and a call comes in about that. And so Charlie, of course, being the police chief, has to call. And Billy's like, it's a fire to celebrate the Cullens leaving. What? Like, people just hate them, and they're like, fuck you. In the tribe, they do. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, So, Charlie's like, did Edward leave you alone in the woods? And she's like, no, he didn't. Um, But then she goes upstairs, and she everything in her room from Edward is gone. So, you stole it? Yeah, pretty much. But then she goes into a depression, and she does not resurface. And it's October, then November, then December, and then January. March and April. No, June, you literally July. suck at the months, babe. You skipped February. Oh fuck. And then it's chapter four, and Bella's way depressed, obviously. And Charlie just slams his. He's like, "I'm done. Like, I can't. You need to go home to your mom. Maybe being in the sun will be better. Something is wrong. I'm worried about you. You're lifeless." And Bella's like, "What? I'm not doing anything. Aren't you glad I'm a good kid?" And he's like, "You're depressed." <laughs> And he's like, he gets kind with her. And he's like, you're not the first person that gone through this. You're the baby? (laughs) Well, I literally get so mad at this because Charlie literally, Renee walked out with his child. And Bella has the audacity to, which is fine. You know, she's clearly got a mental illness at this point. She needs to see a psychiatrist. But the fact that Charlie is like, 
trying not to diminish her feelings when he has had these feelings yeah. that I would argue are si- more significant long term, having your child taken away from you. Oh, yeah. That would fuck you up. Yeah. And then having that same child use the exact same words the mother used. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. I think he's doing a really good job trying not. He's like, you know, I've been through this, Bella. Like, it might. I was able to get through myself, but clearly you're not handling it as well as some other folks might. It might be a a good idea to go to a professional. Seek any amount of help. Which I thought was really good. Yeah. That's awesome. Always recommend help to people you think need it. Mm Mm-hmm. But she thinks that it won't help because she can't be honest. She can't be like, yeah, and Edward was a vampire because <laughs> then she'll get put into a mental institution. Yeah, that's true. But, but it is said with a little bit more of like a jokey, like, I can't go to no stupid shrink, like shrink, shrink, shrink. And it's like, oh, well, calm down. Well, don't make fun of therapy in yeah. general. So she says, don't worry, dad, like, I'm going to try harder. And then Charlie's like, I'm tired of watching you try. Like, I don't want to watch you try any harder. You're already trying so hard. Like, I do not want to see, and I have never wanted to see somebody try so hard. It's hurting him yeah. to watch her do that, which is just so sweet. I mean, like, I cannot imagine the parental guilt that he's feeling right yeah. now with everything going on. And Charlie even, he's like, I know the real reason you want to stay here and you don't want to leave is because you're waiting for him and that's not healthy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh Charlie. Um, She's like, I'll try to make better with my friends at school. So she goes to school. She hasn't talked to Jessica in months. And when Bella first talks to Jessica, they sit together at class. Jessica's, like, really surprised and unfriendly. Which is not great, but understandable. It is teenager time, and your friends stop talking to you for four yeah. months. Um, But Bella's like, hey, do you want to go to a movie in Port Angeles? I think there's a zombie movie in theaters. And Jessica offers to pick her up. Um... She ends up going to the movie and Jessica's like really indifferent, but Bella knows that she can manipulate her into talking so she can become numb again. Cool. Yeah. So they get to the movies. It's a zombie movie, but at the beginning there's like this love scene. So Bella gets really uncomfortable because she doesn't want to see all that. What's what's the what's the movie I'm thinking about where the I is it no, it's not iZombie, that's a TV show. Where oh worn bodies. Oh, I love that movie. Really? It is so cute. It's such a silly movie. Yeah, it's silly, but I'm reading Twilight to you right now on yeah, a podcast. Um, But she gets popcorn and then she comes back and then towards the end of the movie, she realizes now that she is more similar to the zombie than like the heroine of the story. And she gets like really whiny and soppy about that. The heroine? Yeah, the heroine. <laughs> Let's do some heroin. Um, Jessica's really mean to her after the movie. <laughs> Just wondering, skip over my bits. It's fine. Oh, well. Um, she's like, why did you leave? And she's like, I was scared. They start walking to a McDonald's. We love a good name drop. Dude, I want some nuggets, though. <laughs> to get some food. And as they're walking on an unlit bit of street, which is super unsafe, Bella starts to realize that Jessica's not talking, which is really weird. But it's because Jessica's really uncomfortable because they're walking across the street from a bar in an unlit area and there are men sitting outside these bars and these men kind of looks like the one that ones that almost assaulted bella last year cool also not a bit not for the podcast can we get mcdonald's ordered here right now do you have money fuck off (laughs) (laughs) um 
she starts walking towards these men when Jessica's like, dude, what the, what are you doing? Like, come back. And Bella's like feeling, she's having like emotions for the first time and she's going and Jessica's like, are you suicidal? And Bella is like, no. But then she's like, oh, like, whoops. Like, whoops. She, Jessica was just like asking us a joke. Again, crisis text line, suicide yep. hotline. What's the three digit number? 988. 988. And um, sh- the reason she says she's not is because she feels too responsible for Charlie and Renee, her mother and father, which I guess. But she's like, plus I told Edward I wouldn't do anything stupid. And she's like, like, I haven't even taken a blade to my wrist, but I'm being so reckless now. So that's yeah, that's cool. responsible. Not committing suicide is responsible. Yeah, so this pisses me off. Yeah, it's not great. It's not a great portrayal at all. No. And Again, like with the thing about like drugs and way back that we talked about, it just feels like Steph has never experienced this. No. Never even come close to experiencing And I don't want to judge Steph too hard because maybe she did feel some like weird crap when she was a teenage uh, girl because I as a teenage girl felt a lot of uncomfortable crap and I would say I had a good bit of depression um, I wasn't clinically depressed but I had depression I mean yeah she might have gone through this but she's acting like it's like she's not putting it in a light that is remotely like um, productive at all no Mm-mm. no Um, but Bella's getting closer to these men while Jessica's really trying to make her stop. And then she hears Edward's voice saying, like, stop it. Like, meanly, of course. And she's excited and things become kind of clear. She's like, either I'm going crazy or my subconscious is giving me what I wanted. Or three, my subconscious is going crazy. (laughs) But she doesn't care because she's just so grateful to hear his voice. She hasn't, like, allowed herself to feel anything in so long. And now her brain is kind of, like, jumping up now, and there's no way to go back. Yeah. Um, She leaves the men, um, and Jessica's pissed, rightfully so. Bye-bye, men. <laughs> they eat in silence and drive home. Jessica doesn't even make eye contact with her and gives her, like, two-word answers the whole way back. But Bella doesn't give a crap. She just goes home. Wendy's right now, dude. Oh, my God. And Bella, for the first time in four months, feels more alive. Like, the adrenaline... The hallucination or a combo of the two had woken her up. Yeah. And now we're going to start at chapter five. Um, She's at work with Mike, who says she should head out because he's going to close shops. Is Mike the one that hit her with her car? No, that was Tyler. You literally already <laughs> asked that question. Um, There are some hikers in the shop, and they're talking about a big bear they saw in the woods and that yeah. they're going to need to report it. Um, She doesn't want to go home because all she ever thinks about is her nightmares. Well, just the one nightmare she has all the time. I wonder what it's like living in bear country. We live in bear country. We just killed them all. Ooh. (laughs) They're coming back. They're coming back around. But like deep in bear country where you have to like worry about it. Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. I wouldn't like that. Um... So she's just driving around. She doesn't want like anybody to worry. And then she's like, oh, crap, I shouldn't be driving when I'm so emotional. So she has this big, long existential moment. But then she like turns to the side and she sees two bikes, like two motorcycles that are free. And she has to ask this kid to help get him in the car. They're really heavy. She calls Charlie to get directions to Jacob Black's house because she has an idea that if she can get an adrenaline rush 
off these bikes, she'll be able to see Jake or she'll be able to see Edward again. Hey, as someone that's gone rock bottom, smoke a ton of weed. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> um, she sees Jacob and he's freaking huge. He grew another three inches oh my God. in the four months. He's muscular now. He doesn't have any baby fat and he's six five. Speaking of the growing, we were off on the the growth. It is like up to like four is normal, I think. Uh, in a year. In a year. Not in four so months. He's growing four times faster than normal. Yeah. Um, it's all rainy, but he invites her in, and Billy like wants to t- like she's like worried like no don't invite Charlie over like well no it's fine because yeah. no she doesn't want anybody to know about the bikes because yeah. obviously parents would be like hey that's unsafe your children hey uh, don't do that don't. Uh, while you're in mental distress, also don't pick up motorcycling as a hobby. No. She asked Jacob if she can see the car, and he's been working on a Volkswagen Rabbit 1986. Not a Volvo. Nope. But he's pretty close to done. She then shows him one of the bikes, and she's like, if you want one, I'll pay for everything if you do the labor, and then I'll pay for it on my college fund, and then you can have one, and I can have the other one. And they talk about the age gap, and Jacob is 16 now, and Bella uses the term date as hanging out with, like, him, but then his eyes perk up, and she's like, crap, I'm really trying not to give him the wrong impression. Cool. I hate this. Jacob unloads these motorcycles like it's nobody's business by himself. Just picks them up and puts them down? And we, Justin, glance, like, one of them is called an a Harley Sprint bike, and Justin looked up the um, weight of them, and they're 270 pounds, and he just picks them up out, out of the cab like it's nobody's business. I mean, the thing is, like, as a power lifter, as a 200-pound man, 270 is not too much. Justin, if I picked up 270 pounds, I would fall. But the thing is, picking up a 270-pound object versus a barbell is way different like and jacob's not trained he's a 16 year old kid who's got fucking human growth hormone pumped through his veins yeah people underestimate the 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 difference between a lifting sport like olympic lifting and powerlifting versus a strength sport like um uh what is it strongman i don't know like doing strongman is a completely different animal a rawr. Oh no, boy. an animal. Um, but Jacob or Bella's just really glad that she brought these to Jacob because only a teenage boy would be fine with her taking money out of her college fund, wanting to drive these bikes, and um, not having parental approval. Yeah, it yeah, sounds about right. And then we start chapter six. Jacob's ripping these apart. Um. He's talking all kind of happy about his sophomore year in school, about his two friends, Quill and Emery. And Bella has the audacity to be like, those are silly names. In an in a community of Native Americans. Yeah, don't do that. And she's and Jacob's like, yeah, like, don't mess with their names. But then the two of them appear and they're like in awe that a girl's they hanging out. With t- they teleported <laughs> they, into the frame. Well, they show up. And she says, two dark-skinned boys come in, one slender Oof. and tall with chin-length, bl- chin-length black hair, whereas the other boy is more burly and short hair. With, But the brawny boy is Quill and the long boy is Emery. Oh, God. Um, oh, can we be done? 
no. But Bella has to go cook dinner for Charlie for some reason. And she's like, can I come back around tomorrow so we can buy parts? And she leaves and she can hear the boys being all mature and going, ooh, ah. Roasted. Yeah, Got him. right. She makes fried chicken for Charlie to apologize for the food she's been making for the month, which is like. He's cool, like you, you're a grown man. Cook your own food. He doesn't care. He's not doing that. Bella is doing that. Yeah. But he's just really glad to see her with energy. Um, And she waits till the last minute to go to bed because she's really worried about nightmares. But she wakes up with no dreams and she feels rested and she realizes her room kind of looks like nobody's even lived there. Like when you're out from a depression and you like glance around like it's a whole new world for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Billy is excited or Charlie's excited to hear that she has plans that day. Um, and he's like, it's awesome because like Harry Clearwater's coming up for the game. So it's like, Bella's like, wow, like maybe you should invite Billy Black to come up. Wouldn't that be a great idea? So then Billy won't be at the garage to see her and Jake fucking around with bikes. Is uh, Clearwater another um... Native American? Okay. Yeah. And it's funny because um, when Bella decides that Jacob can help her, she's like, this is perfect because it's not like Billy can get a stupid wheelchair into the garage, which yeah. is like kind of ableist, but okay. That's super ableist, really. Um, Of course, it's raining like it's nobody's business, but Jake is there to help her um, in the house and they go to the dump to look for parts. And Bella is starting to realize that she's actually like enjoying herself, even in these not great situations. And she's like, maybe it's Jacob because he's always happy and everyone around him has to be happy because he just has that gravitational pull. Also, the dump is not where you go for parts. I don't know where you'd go for parts. There's like scavenger, like, not scavenger, but like they're Like car- the Jabberwockies yeah. from Star Wars. Yeah, they're Jawas are their Which names. Jabberwockies from? I don't know, but it feels racially insensitive. Jabberwockies. Jabberwockies. Can you Google that? Make sure I don't need to edit it out. I don't think you do. Jabberwockies. Ah. Oh, no. Ah, it's a blue man group. (laughs) I thought you were saying it was racially insensitive. It's kind of scaring me. Oh, they're the dancing group. Why do I know them? Maybe from Stomp. I love Stomp. No, I think it's just like... Something that exists in my space. Okay, anyways... Um, they're talking about age and she keeps her voice light, but tries to make it very clear that she doesn't like vibe in a romantic way with people who are younger than her. But then like, you know, Jacob starts cool to joke. Cool move if you're 18. She's trying to like make it very clear that her and Jake are just friends. Um, but then they start like joking about how like different things can give them more age time or take away more age time. No. But basically they end up with Bella being 23 and Jacob being 30 by the end of the day. Okay, and so do you know what uh, gives you in, like, gives you more age time? Being older. Years. Yeah. Yeah. But she realizes that she's still trying to cheat to see Edward, and that's her main goal, but she's actually having a lot of fun. And at the end of the night, Charlie comes to the place with Harry Clearwater and Billy Black, and they all have, like, this super sweet pasta dinner with Harry Clearwater, his wife Sue, and their kids, Leah and Seth. It's so, pasta time? It's impossible to tell. 
fuck oh we're super close oh please stay gosh. with me but they're all having like super fun time it's sweet cute and then she's having really fun like she's having a lot of fun but it rains and she goes home with charlie she ends up sending her mom a super long email about her time and then she does have a nightmare email i know right um but they do have an they do have an email um they do they do have email she has a dream that night but this nightmare is similar but not the same because sam yuli was there now and as she's frantically searching the woods for edward is sam yuli a um high school friend or sam yuli is part of the reservation oh, okay he's the one who found her in the woods oh yeah yeah we literally just talked about yeah that. i'm not following <laughs> great <laughs> um but he's not friendly he's not trying to help her she's just he's just there he exists in her nightmare and at school, everyone's kind of ignoring her, and she's realizing that, like, everyone had become accustomed to her zombiness, and they all kind of ignored her. Cool. Cool move. I mean, it's been four months. I mean, yeah. And she hasn't tried to engage at all. What do you do? And as I'm a, sure- As a child, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you have no control over this yeah, person. Yeah. Um, And Jess is giving her the cold shoulder, and Belle's like, I wonder if she's still angry, which I would be still angry, yeah. um, 100%. She sits with her group at lunch, and everyone's talking, and then Angela's like, yeah, me and Ben saw this huge black bear, and they're like, yeah, good try. And then Bella's like, no, I believe you, and everyone's kind of, like, shocked that she spoke. Weird. They're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, And she's like, no, I believe you, and, like, we, we thought about that. And then everyone starts talking, and Mike really starts to talk to Bella. Is Mike the one that wanted to bring her to a uh, prom? Yes. Okay. Are you done? Are you going to do that every fucking time? What? Oh, no. You asked about the car. If he was the one who hit her with the van. <laughs> Is Mike the one that hit her with the van? No. That was Tyler. Okay. Uh, and Mike and Angela are really glad to see Bella back and talking. And she asks Angela, wait, what day is it? And she realizes that it is exactly one year and one day um, where she started school in Forks and how nothing has really changed that much again. Like, she's being reintroduced into a friend group and kind of feels like she's starting all over again yeah which is not a great feeling but but after a depression of that size like that's not surprising too yeah so that is chapters one through six because justin one shot no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding um just i'm gonna shut his big fat mouth i'm glad you had so much to say but do you have anything else to say uh can we be done we can um, please follow us on Twitter at Reading Hostage. And we're on YouTube at Reading Held Hostage. Yeah. Uh, send us a, or do a subscription. And do a, do subscriptions comment. wherever you can. Yeah. Comment on if our If you see crap. a Reading Held Hostage, subscribe. It might not be us, but subscribe. It should be us. It should be us, but subscribe. No, it really just, it's just us. Subscribe. Subscribe. Um, shoot us over an email at readingheldhostage at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to read, what you want me to read next, and Justin to suffer through. Ugh. You can leave us a review on Spotify. It's actually a newer feature. It's up in the left-hand corner of the thing. Please leave us a review. Please subscribe. <laughs> Please subscribe. Uh, do the same on Apple Podcast. Um, we only accept zero or five stars. Yeah, not one, not two, not three, not four. Mm-mm, this isn't Dr. Seuss. It's zero or five. Um, and keep listening. We're going to... 
keep recording these bad boys. Yeah, we're on a new book. We ha- how many are in Twilight? How many books? Four. Fuck. I thought it was a trilogy. And we're going to try to release Tuesday, Thursdays, but um, just because there's so many of them, I don't want folks to have to wait like a whole week just to hear the other six (laughs) chapters of a book. (laughs) Um, Oh, go ahead. You had something to say. Didn't. I just said, um. Well, that's usually an indication that you're going to continue talking. I don't understand. Okay, autism. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Thank you so much for listening to Reading Hell Hostage. My name's Blue and I love to read. My name's Justin and I hate to read. This is a Tuesday episode. Yeah. So see you next week. Or nope, see, see you, you Thursday. See you Fuck. this week. See you Fuck. on Thursday. <laughs>